Well, hello there, top teachers. We are your hosts, Michelle Emerson. And Bridget Spackman. And we are here to make your life easier by helping you master your time, organization, and productivity as a teacher. And speaking of teachers, every teacher has experienced what we like to call teacher guilt. You have to take a day off school and you end up feeling really guilty about it. Or you take a well-deserved vacation and the entire time you just feel bad that you're not working and you're missing out. So in this episode, we are going to share three strategies that can help you overcome these feelings of guilt. But first, let's hear a TSH from Gwendolyn. I love your name, by the way, Gwendolyn. It's beautiful. <laughs> okay, this is what her TSH says. Creating subplans, which the sub and students do not follow. Subs will often allow students to play games either online or present their own. So student learning falls behind when I'm unable to be in class due to illness or meetings. So the reason we picked this one for this episode <laughs> is because honestly, our best advice is not your problem. I mean, ultimately, you can create the most detailed, beautiful, ornate subplans, but there will still sometimes be substitutes that choose not to follow them because it's easier to let the students do things like play games online or et cetera, et cetera. And it's not your problem. You can't worry about it or feel bad about it because you're not there. You're not in control. You did what you were supposed to do. You have to just let it go. And I know it is frustrating when you feel like students are falling behind. And at the end of the day, though, it just isn't going to matter. And it's not something that's worth your time or energy worrying about because there's only so much you can do. Bridget. Yeah. Gwendolyn, I will say I definitely agree with Michelle. And I will also say that in the world right now, when we do not have subs, because mm -hmm. I've had multiple situations, I mean, it's more often that we do not have a sub than when we do have a sub. Like we are shooketh to our core when we actually <laughs> have subs in our classrooms. <laughs> so I honestly never put down normal learning for a sub day. It's just, I, there's no way that I can get it done because I don't know if I'm going to have a sub inside of that classroom and it just would make no sense for me to have plans for new learning to occur in the classroom and then all of a sudden have to turn around and have something posted up in Schoology for them to do independently because they're being split into different classrooms. So I now just take that day as a review day and it is what it is. I mean, kids need review. They need opportunities to practice. And so I will often find things that one, I know that they can do independently, that if there is a sub there that can help a system, that's great. But if there's not, I mean, that's also great because I don't have to do double the work. Um, and I will find things that is just practice that we've already done before so that when I show up, I don't one have to worry about grading a ton of materials because ain't nobody got time for that. And I just don't want to do it. Two, I also don't want to spend time trying to figure out like who completed it, who didn't complete it. And it's just, it's so much work because now I'm just to the point where I need to catch kids up and get into my lesson so that I can get caught up. It, it just, it's a spiraling psychotic mess. <laughs> is what yeah. I feel like. So I will honestly say like just kind of go into this mindset of we just need to make it to where they're reviewing and I'm not going to give them new learning. And then that way you don't have to stress about it. Yeah. One of my favorite activities to leave for students to do with a sub was for them to create their own game centered around 
you know, reviewing whatever topic we were working on. So if we were working on, let's say, adding fractions in math, they would have to create a game that would they could play to review adding fractions. And Bridget, you brought up a really good point about a lot of classes being like split up right now between other classes. And I still think that that idea would work because then when the students are split up, that becomes their group. Or maybe depending on how many students it is, you break that into two groups. But they then just work in those groups to be able to create the games. But what's great is you don't have to really prep anything. It's just the students kind of doing it on their own. But I have a story to share. Speaking of stories. <laughs> teacher guilt. So when I went on my honeymoon, it was... October of 2020. COVID so year. it was, yep. <laughs> yep, the start of the first like full school year during the pandemic. And I remember feeling so bad that I had to take off for my honeymoon. And it was ridiculous. Like, I'm sorry, I don't care what's going on in the world of education. You should be allowed to take a darn honeymoon. Like it, you got married, you should be allowed to take a honeymoon. Yes. And thankfully, like my admin was super supportive. It was during the time when everything was still online for us. And so we had, you know, a sub to be able to cover my class virtually and whatnot. I left detailed sub plans. I had slides, all of the things. Well, Billy and I leave for our honeymoon and we end up getting there. And and I just started feeling so bad that I was like missing out on things. And I was like, well, maybe I'll just log into Google Classroom and I'll start like grading stuff and just looking over their work. Well, what's so funny is I go to log on it will not let me get into Google Classroom because I'm in a different country. And my oh. <laughs> my district, their like security settings would not allow you to access your account if you were in another country. And so I tried to log on and it would not let me. And I was like, this is a sign. This is a sign. I'm not supposed to be, you know, accessing it. It's fine. Although I did end up getting on to Google Meet through my phone. I don't remember how I did it, but there was one night we were waiting for dinner because dinner would start at a certain time and we were on like a hammock over the water and I was able to get on on my phone. And so I like popped on to my students Google Meet because for us it was almost dinner time, but they were just starting the day and they had no idea I was coming. But like I popped on the Google Meet and it was cool to like see them, but it was nice that I couldn't get into Google Classroom to be able to like grade any work because it kind of forced me to, to unplug, if you will, and not feel bad about it because I had no choice. Absolutely. And so what we want to talk about is really these mindset shifts that we have to have as teachers. And I think we have to remind ourselves this all the time. This episode is going to be less focused on like how to get the work done, um, like the before and after, before you kind of have this period of not working, whether it's from you being sick, going on vacation, going on a honeymoon, or just choosing not to focus on school. And that's okay, guys. It's all right. Um, This episode instead is going to focus on how to turn off those like little voices in your head telling you that you should be at school or that you should be working. So to kind of add on to Michelle's story, recently I needed to take a day. Um, I know that I've said it here on the podcast that switching schools 
I knew was going to be hard, right? I'm good at the content. I'm good at the grade level. I know what I'm doing as a teacher, but it's a hard shift to go from one school and doing something a certain way for six years. And then all of a sudden having to do things very differently at a different school. And I really, really struggled with that transition. I struggled with the schedule, all of it. So I told myself, take a freaking day, Bridget. It's okay to take a day. So I decided to take a day and I had the day off and it was phenomenal. (laughs) However, the next week I got sick. And so with me being sick, I'm in school and I'm feeling so guilty because I took a day last week to just be at home and to like just have a day away from all of it. And now all of a sudden I'm sick and I really need to take the day. And so I was trying to push through and work. Guys, I didn't have a voice. I was coughing like it was nobody's business. I should not have been in school. And I remember doing a half day and then I pushed myself and I got through the second day. My throat was so swollen. I felt miserable. I had been going to the doctor like in the evening. So I was using up my like nighttime to go to urgent care to try to figure out how if how I could get it fixed. And I was still trying to like get past it. And all the while, I just needed to allow my body to rest. Like I should not have been worried about taking that sick day um, just because I had taken another day off earlier. Like it's okay for us to do that. So that's what we really want to focus here on this podcast. Yeah, so we're going to share three strategies, but just keep in mind these strategies more than anything are just those mindset shifts. And it's kind of those mind games that you have to play with yourself to be able to to get into the right mindset to stop feeling guilty. So strategy number one is something that you can do kind of ahead of time to help mitigate these feelings. And that is to account for not working during whatever period of time, like Bridget said, whether it's going on a vacation or choosing not to focus on school, like over a holiday, accounting for that in advance. So this is best for those planned days off or times of not working. So when you're going to take a personal day, when you're going to go on vacation, when you're not going to work around the holidays, when you need a mental health day, Mm -hmm. obviously this doesn't work well for those times where you just get sick, but we have a strategy coming for that. With this strategy, if you know that you're planning on taking a mental health day next week, you can go ahead and prepare in advance. You can have those sub plans ready. You can make sure that you've got all your ducks in a row. You've gotten caught up on your grading. You've gotten caught up on your emails. That way, when the time comes to not work, you know that you've already put in the work. You've already done things in advance. So there's no reason to feel guilty. And I think what's really helpful in this situation is to actually have certain activities kind of planned and ready that you could use without having to work during that time. So like with a mental health day, you're probably taking it because you're feeling that like burnout coming on and you just need some time. And the last thing you want to be doing is a bunch of work just before you take that day off because then it's miserable. It's like you take the day off, but you're back where you started. So if you can have some of those little activities in your back pocket that you can just pull out when you're like, all right, I need a mental health day at the beginning of the year. I created this day of subplans. I'm going to use it. I don't need to feel guilty because I already put the work in. 
I'm going to make a quick connection to fitness because that I always see so many parallels. Recently, I competed in a powerlifting meet, and I know that at the end of my prep for a meet, my body is hurting and I am physically just exhausted because you're really pushing your limits. And so I knew that leading into this meet, that was going to happen. And I wasn't going to have the energy to do a bunch of filming or to do a bunch of work. And so I purposefully, like a month out from my meet, started checking off all of my to-do list items and getting ahead so that that last like week and a half, two weeks before my meet, when I got home from the gym, I didn't need to work. I could sit there and foam roll and I could just relax on the couch and I could take a hot bath and I could do these things to take care of my body and not feel bad because I already got the work done in advance. So if you account for not working ahead of time, it can help mitigate those feelings of guilt in the moment when you're actually not working. We're going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, Bridget's going to share strategy two, which is perfect for those unplanned times of not working. Bridget. Michelle. It's almost the new year and you know what that means. It's time to set a New Year's resolution that I'm going to quit in February. That is not the attitude to have, but yes, that is the reality. Thankfully, we have something to help you actually stick with your resolution. Yes, we do. At least if your resolution is related to health and fitness, because our digital fitness planner has all the templates you need to be successful this next year. That's right. It has progress trackers, nutrition trackers, movement trackers, and so much more that will help keep you, pun intended, on track. Head over to teachingonthedouble.com forward slash store to grab our digital fitness planners and digital fitness stickers so you're ready to tackle your New Year's resolution. And as our gift to you, these planners and stickers will be on sale for the month of December so you can grab them at their lowest price. Again, head over to teachingonthedouble.com forward slash store and snag a digital fitness planner and some stickers today. So strategy two is to bring yourself back to what you can control versus what you can't. This is going to be really good for those unplanned times of work, such as getting sick, having a family member that gets sick, having to go to a funeral. And here's the thing, guys. Life is going to happen. In this case, shh, it happens, okay? You can <laughs> add in the right... <laughs> did you enjoy that? Um, I but did. Everyone is going to go through this and we all should understand. And if people around you that work with you don't understand that either you're sick or something's happening, then that's all them and you just need to kind of push them off to the side. The world isn't going to end just because this is happening to you. Your classroom is not going to fall apart. Yes, it may be a little bit messy, but it is not going to fall apart life move on, moves on. And we have a tendency and we hyper focus on what's happening to us and how we feel about it. But we don't really pay attention to when others are really talking, like 
um, when others are really taking these days. So the example is like, we always feel really bad when we have to take sick days, right? But we don't think about it when the coworker next door to us are like, oh my gosh, I'm sick. Now I have to take some days. You're like, all right, you're sick. They have to take days. We move on. Let's split classes. Let's do what we got to do. Let's figure it out. We focus on what's happening to us, not always around everyone else. So we tend to make this bigger deal out of it than anyone else is actually making a big deal. So if someone is giving you a really hard time about it, then you have to remind yourself that you are not in charge of someone else's feelings and that is not your problem. And if they're the ones that are making a big deal about it, those are not the type of people you need in your life. You need to say, oh, well, who cares? Move on. I am not here to make you happy. I am here to take care of me, myself and I. I recently had someone comment on my YouTube and I was like, ooh, I really like this. Um, They were saying how, if you think about all the people out there, 5% of people are going to like be your biggest cheerleaders and and really agree with what you're doing. 5% of people are going to be basically the opposite. And no matter what you do, it's never good enough and they're going to disagree with it and so on. And the other 90% doesn't care either way. And I was like, you know what? That's probably true. (laughs) Amen to that. So strategy number three is just kind of a general mindset for like those really crazy periods of time when you need to just like step away. So strategy three is remember (laughs) bread dough rises when you let it rest. So this is just a nice little reminder for yourself. Bread dough rises when you let it rest. You've probably heard that phrase like, well, diamonds are formed under pressure. And I think this is a really good comeback for that. And it's like, okay, but bread dough rises when you let it rest. It's called proving because I watch a lot of Great British Baking Show or Great British Bake Off. Anyway, (laughs) basically it means there's a time and a place for everything, right? There are times to like really grind and put your nose down and just get the work done. But there also are times to step away and not work as much and, and allow your body to rest. So I think this strategy is best for those shorter periods of time where you just need a break or your students need a break. I'm talking about those times where everyone is just crazy and you need to deviate from the curriculum and like you go outside for a few minutes or you end up just kind of playing a little game with your students because you need to and your students need that break. We cannot go, go, go all of the time. We're not robots. We require periods of rest to be able to recharge so that we can come back stronger and more productive. I didn't have this in the notes, but it just dawned on me. It's another fitness connection. I'm so sorry (laughs) for anyone that's like, Michelle, stop it. But this is my life. So welcome to it. In my training for powerlifting, I will have four to five weeks where I go really, really hard in my training Mm -hmm. and I'm like pushing it. And each week it's adding a little bit more weight, a little bit more weight. And then I have what's called a deload week. So on a deload week, which actually I have a deload week next week, I'm so excited. You actually bring the intensity down. And so for that week, everything feels really light. You're doing lighter weights, maybe less reps, less sets, et cetera. And that allows your body to be able to recover so you can then push again. Like you can't keep pushing all the time, your body will fall apart. Mm -hmm. So in these moments, remind yourself that when you do get back to work, 
you're going to get so much more done because you're going to be recharged and rested. It reminds me of writing papers in college. You would get to the point where you've been working for like a few hours and just nothing you're typing makes sense anymore. So you take a break and when you come back to it, you can then get so much more done. I also experienced this writing my book. I don't know if you experienced that. I did. There was a lot of jumble. (laughs) Yeah. And I think it's helpful to have a response ready for anyone who might object, whether that's admin, parents, et cetera. And so being able to just say, well, you know, I know diamonds are formed under pressure, but bread dough also rises when you let it rest. It's just a nice little thing. And especially if they haven't heard it before, they start thinking and they're like, oh, that kind of makes sense. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Okay, so let's do a little bit of a recap of some of these mindset shifts, these strategies that we're going to use to help shift our mindsets during these times. Strategy number one is to account for not working in advance. Strategy number two is to bring yourself back to what you can control versus what you can't. And strategy number three is to remember that bread dough rises when you let it rest. I just want to say one of those is not like the other. (laughs) And I take full responsibility (laughs) for that. Can you tell which one Michelle planned out? (laughs) Yep. Look, I like my phrases. I like my quotes. Okay. In fact, that one literally, I was like, wait, I have a note in my phone of something I saw. And there it is, ladies and gentlemen. So there she is. (laughs) We would love for you to check out our website, teachingonthedouble.com. Once you're on our website, you can shop our store. You can grab some planners, including our digital fitness planners for the new year. You also can submit your TSH by clicking the TSH tab at the top for your chance to be featured in a future episode. If you are listening to us through Apple Podcasts, we would love for you not only to subscribe to the podcast that way, you know, you're notified every time we drop a new episode, it also will automatically download them for you but please leave us a review. We read them all and it just gives us those warm and fuzzies. But even if you are listening to the podcast somewhere else, such as Spotify, you can still subscribe or follow the podcast and that helps us get into the ears of so many more teachers. So until next time, be timely, stay organized, and be productive. Bye-bye. See ya.